0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Hey, hey, it's
2: Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is ad-free shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts, starting at just $9, But you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts, like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others, For yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early, with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that whopper? Adfreeshows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fire's Back, Idol Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at Adfreeshows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family now. We were able to go ahead and help his family recently. Save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week. And he said this from the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point. We've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend First Family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home. Thanks to Conrad and the entire First Family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review. And congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real, folks. Save with Conrad.com can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 states, but if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, savewithconrad.com is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. That's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at
3: savewithconrad.com woo wings a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself the nature boy rick flair enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your uber eats or postmates app Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. Tell them, Nate.
1: Woo Wings! Legendary flavors! World Championship wings! Woo!
4: Woo Wings! Yeah! Woo woo!
2: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to my world. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, your friend and mine. Double J, Jeff
3: Jarrett. Jeff, how are you, man? Oh, Conrad Thompson. It's fall. Football's in the air. Yeah, it is. Good time. Sort of back in the saddle. What a summer we had. Uh, I was in the gym this morning, Conrad, and a guy referenced uh, July, I'll just say the whole deal. And, uh, he, uh, a friend of a friend I and I'm going in a rabbit hole, but I just kind of looked over at him. So this guy knows Karen very well. And his best friend said, Hey, uh, what's Karen, what's Karen Jarrett like really in person. And, uh, it got me, I, I, which I chuckled. Cause I said, if you walked up to that exact same guy and said, Hey, is wrestling, a performance—is it scripted? How, whatever, real versus fake, and all, whatever descriptor you want to put in there. Of course, they're going to say, "Oh, it's all acted." But yeah. Anyway, it got me and the guy in the discussion this morning about our, me and you, our June, July, and August. Oh what a, yeah,
2: what a little roller coaster it was, wouldn't you say? We had a little fun, did we not?
3: It was, and now football's in the air and the Titans got to win.
2: Hey, you know what? Let me go ahead and uh, be the first one. Give those Tennessee volunteers their props. Oh, here we go. Hey, I thought it was a great show. Great game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I learned uh, recently that one of my lifelong friends, or I shouldn't say lifelong for the last 25 years. It was like childhood best friends with the Florida head coach i didn't know that so i started pulling for him you know a because i like my friend and b because i hate you okay uh and and so i was i was pulling pulling for florida and damn y'all looked good man that was a fun game it was an exciting game and uh, you had uh caleb presley on the sidelines and theo Vaughn on the sidelines and dumping gatorade and man i'm really excited that tennessee is good enough to have a good showing before Alabama just curb stomps them. It'll be fantastic.
3: I, yeah. I told your story a couple of times this week that, um, Hey Jeff, you know, your son, Cody, Yeah, he's got a big birthday coming up. He does. Which reminds me that in his <laughs> entire life, yes. not 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 when he's 12, not yep. when he's 11, not yep. when he's 10. We go all the way down to that embryonic stage. Yep. And maybe a year or two before that, he's never seen the Vols beat Alabama. Never will. Is that right, Conrad? Never will. Never will. Is that a, oh, no, no, no. That's, you sound as silly as Joe Park or Chris Park or whatever you want to call it. He's, he's an, an
2: imposter. Everybody. We know that. Out here <laughs> running his mouth. I mean, here's the thing. If we're going to compare people, we should be talking about the man that is Tua who got his damn wow. bell rung, rubbed some dirt on it. Came back the next series, maybe not the best decision, but by God, the dolphins are good and holy cow. Who saw it? The Jags are too. Ooh, uh, my buddy, Cassio kid uh, lost in our elimination pool. He thought the, uh, the chargers were going to beat the Jags. It's a new Jags.
3: Yes, it is. How about that coaching leadership? Coaching, I was texting with a buddy yesterday about all kinds of things as far as NFL. It is kind of amazing when you look. Well, NFL, the parody is unbelievable. The Bills took us to the woodshed, and the Titans turned around and we beat the winless Raiders. But the Raiders are all right. But um, yeah. Doug Peterson and the Jags and Trevor Lawrence. I think this goes without saying, another year under his belt is big. Yeah, yeah. It is big. So, yeah. Um, Man, Jerry Jones gets a lot of heat, doesn't he? Oh, gosh. They love to talk about him on every sports talk show. That he Now now the whole byline is he doesn't want to win. He just wants to be in the news. I don't know that I believe that. I don't believe. I mean, it's kind of like losers are in the news for the wrong reason. Of course he wants to win. Yes. Now, does he like to make headlines? Yes. He does.
2: Well, we like to make some headlines too. And, uh, boy, I know when I ask this, I'm probably, we're probably going to make some, and I don't mean to, uh, but as you and I are recording this, there's been multiple reports out. Maybe their opinions, but Brian Alvarez, Wade Keller, I'm sure others. They don't believe CM Punk will be back in AEW. And you have been a part of some pretty controversial moments in professional wrestling. Who oh, do you think forget, who could forget the time you put a, a pistol in Vince McMahon's belly? Anyway, what say you, do you believe we've seen the last of CM Punk in AEW? W? Cause I don't. And I know that there was, I, I don't know exactly what happened and I don't know that we ever will. And I don't know that it really matters all that much. It just feels like at the end of the day, Man, with all that we've seen that happened where we just said, oh, so-and-so will never work for WWE again. And again, I realize it's a different company, but who would have thought you would have been back or the ultimate warrior or so many other guys. But yet in the end, people always do what's best for business and you don't get to be as successful as business people as the con family are without being business people. I don't know if I'm willing to buy into the fact that we never see punk again in AEW. What say you?
3: So Conrad, here's kind of how I view that. And I have to uh, base it on my 36 36 plus years in the business is is that before the internet, it was obviously rumor and phone calls and that kind of stuff. But now everyone perceives that they know everything. Yes. Lift up under the hood, only the mechanics is the one who says, well, the engine blew. But the reason the engine blew is that because that belt had worn down Mm -hmm. and that belt had been wearing down for about three months, which put a lot of stress on this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's just so many different layers. I mean, in my situation, many people have come up to me and said, hey, Jeff, I had no idea that Vince McMahon is the one who actually delivered you the check before you went out and worked. Right. And did it with a smile. And I said, there was never any tension in, under the situation. Matter of fact, Vince, the Friday before the Sunday with China and there were, we're coming up on one of those anniversaries, but, um, he's the one who said, Hey, I've been on the road. I think things have gotten out of handle. Can we turn this ship around? So there was, I mean, just, so I say all that to say, I don't think anyone really knows except mm-hmm. Tony and Phil and what their relationship was the prior 30, 60, 90, 120 days, whatever the time frame is going into the situation. Cause everybody can have a bad day and some days are worse than others. There you go. But what, what really, really happened that night and backstage and this, well, I'll say the scrum in the press conference, but then the legit scrum and the fight, was it a fight Uh, and, and what really happened and all the ins and outs. But I say all that to say back up even further, the analytics of what CM Punk and I know our buddy Eric Bischoff has got some strong feelings on this, but what were the metrics? What were, what, 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 needle move or didn't move and CM Punk gets credit or doesn't get credit or where does he fall in that? But I do not think we've seen the last of him. Now I have no idea what the situation is. And and here's what I am have a lot of experience at, and not just in my own personal, but I've observed. When folks lawyer up or legal up, most of the time one group wins and it's not either side the attorneys win. Well, we don't
2: know. We don't know necessarily that any of that. We
3: don't, but, but, but I mean, it's gone very quiet and, 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 well, well,
2: well, part of the reason it's gone quiet is because I think, I mean, I don't know, but we've read that he's had surgery. So, you know, even if, if none of that shenanigans, if none of the shenanigans happened, he'd still be out. He'd Be on the shelf.
3: Yes. Yeah. So, and, and okay, so that that is the conversation I heard recently. That okay, like you said, if the, the the all the stuff didn't happen and he got put on the shelf again, it does that freeze his contract? And we say, hey, we're going to address all this, but you you cannot perform in the ring. So do we have a press pause on your contract? That re- regardless of the legalities of the situation, we're pressing pause because you cannot perform in the ring. Is that, is that a situation? Do you know, Conrad, I haven't heard anything on
2: that. I don't know. Uh, I I just wanted your vibe on, I want to circle back to the Eric thing, but first. Never say never. Yeah. That's where I was going. It's like once upon a time, we would have never guessed Eric Bischoff would be on Monday night raw. Like, oh gosh, it's just hard to imagine. And I understand that allegedly it got ugly and blah, blah, blah. How many times have we seen something like that in wrestling where things get, well, they could never fix this. Well, yeah, they do. I mean, in the end, you know, you you got to decide if you're going to make money together. I mean, to me, that's kind of where it winds up.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Conrad, you know, I've referenced the story about Austin Idol and Austin me texts from time to time. But my father, this is how close to home it hits. Cherry Law is my dad. Jerry, will you promised me something. This is on a... Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. Will you promise me something? I've just been sitting here thinking. We had a hell of a house Monday night in Memphis, and Idol wasn't on it. And the week before that, we had a really good house. And I know as we get rolling through this, you're going to want a partner in this angle or whatever it may be. I want you to promise me right now that you won't ask for Idol to come in and be your partner. And if I bring it up, I want you to do the exact same thing. Tell me, no, we're not bringing Austin Idol in. It just, it won't work out. Okay, handshake agreement. They're business partners. Give them about six weeks and the perfect opportunity comes up and they need the right Memphis promo, a guy that's going to come in, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Austin, can you be? Yep. (laughs) I mean, it just happens. It it just happens. And for those people out there that think CM Punk will. Never go to the WWE.
2: That's uh, bullshit too. BS. Yeah. Like, like, you know, listen, it's one of those deals where, and I understand it has to be on his terms and he'd have to be agreeable and all that, but man, has it not been apparent that everything's a little different up there right now? I mean, based on everything that we're hearing and seeing, it's a new place and I think Paint it's good.
3: It's good in our industry. I think period. it's
2: good for wrestling. I'm excited to see what's next, but I, for one, as a big CM punk fan, hope this is not it. I really don't believe it is, and I don't think it will be. And I am curious because you sort of said something and then moved on. So I want to follow up. Well, the metrics and depending on how you measure, and I know Eric's got strong feelings. I think Eric is just crazy. I think that punk. <laughs> I think punk has been a needle mover. You look at the pay-per-views, uh, the, the buildings they've sold out the merch records, now, I, I, nor you know, the specifics of his contract, we've both heard things, but uh, you know, we've heard a lot of things. Uh, so who knows what to believe, but do you not see the value in CM Punk? I mean, because I, I'm curious because it, it sounded as if you were like,
3: well, I don't know. Now, a I don't know what he's making. Right. So ROI, that, that's one thing. B. Uh, you can go, I, I think nowadays uh, I've had a couple of conversations, you know, now that you, you used to like, kind of like, I think the pay-per-view was good, but it, it, it take, look, TNA days, it takes minimum of 90 days. Those days are gone. Fight, I don't tell you next day or real time, you yeah, know, that, you know, when so, they so, click
2: the button. Yeah.
3: Yes. So, so transactional pay-per-views, CM pucks effect on the bottom line, but merchandise Is is a barometer that's as real as it can get. Because if a guy's merch is going, that means he's selling hard tickets. Mm -hmm. There's there's not a a real middle ground there.
2: Look how fast they sold Chicago out with him.
3: Yeah, so so, I mean, we there's a couple of different barometers in there. The other one was, and got to give my man, our man Conrad. Do you know you're in a video game, and I'm going somewhere with this. You're in a video game that has won. Not one, not two, not three, not four. I won't go all the way up. Twelve video game awards, either best uh, play or it's all, I mean, 12 awards, (laughs) but I say all that to say the AEW game that's coming out, who's front and center on that cover. Hmm. Okay. He's front and center on that cover. Hmm. So the gaming industry is very analytical and much more than I ever dreamed it was. So, okay, is CM Punk a, a needle mover in the gaming industry? He, uh, uh, obviously, he is, or he wouldn't be promptly pay, p- placed. You go to AE game, aewgames.com. And I mean, so I, I don't know what your exact question was, but, but, well, you, but
2: you said um, needle mover. That was the phrase you used.
3: Yeah. So, so, so merchandise is a direct. Barometer that can be attributed to hard ticket sales. What's the chairman? What's VCam? I have always said live events are your best barometer on the temperature of your product.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So again, it all goes into what is he getting paid in a yearly, well, not well, weekly. Well, well hang
2: year. on now. You're talking about ROI, but a minute ago you were talking about needle mover. Yeah, no. Okay, okay. I don't think it can be argued without us knowing the specifics of his contract. Dude's been a needle mover.
3: Sure. Yeah, I, I was definitely. You don't think he was, or you don't think? No, I, think he I, I don't. think he's not a needle mover? I
2: don't. I think Eric has a hard on for him, and I don't really understand why. Uh, maybe it's because Eric feels like he's been picked on a lot for, you know, some of the WCW stuff. I'm not sure. I think everybody knows that I love. I mean that and respect Eric Bischoff. But at the same time, like the idea that CM Punk is not a needle mover, I don't think anybody could argue that. Now, you know, Eric goes on the program sometimes and says, oh, he's a financial flop and all this. But he says that based on the rumor and innuendo that we've heard. But we don't, it's not a publicly traded company. We don't know what he's getting paid. We don't know what he's brought in. We don't know any of those specifics. What I know is when he came back to wrestling a little over a year ago, buddy, it's one of the, it was a fucking monumental piece of television. I mean, one of the most, Exciting, electric, special pieces of business in the modern era, and you could show it to a non-fan, and, and ha- they have no context of what it is. But no, man, this is something. This is special. And supposedly he's had all kinds of twenty-four-hour records with with pro dot com, and man, they were selling out of Chicago big arenas, not the little ten thousand-seaters, but the United Center, just like that. I
3: mean, and Donna, do you caught me off guard because I, I we we never really. Talk oh, about current oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but I, if we're, if we're going down that hole, the promo he made before going into top guy weekend, mm-hmm. that promo that he made. Well, they
2: what
3: steal? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was going to reference part when he went up in the uh, crowd. Yeah. He did that after. Yeah. Same, the same in ring. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. The in ring part was good. The outer ring, when he went up into the crowd, unbelievable. As we often go down rabbit holes in this podcast, talking about how to connect emotionally with folks. He's, he gets it, dude. He did it that night for yeah, sure. He gets in, a, it. In, a, in a protagonist, baby face, good guy. However, whatever brush you want to paint, people said, I want to see him win. I'm just saying
2: you look at what happened and certainly it's negative, but boy, we got over it with Shawn Michaels. And we're better for it as wrestling fans. And, uh, I think CM punk, you know, I hope we haven't seen the end of him. I hope he comes back better than ever after this injury. And I hope he continues to carve his own path, hopefully in AEW, but no matter what he does, I'm going to be watching. I'm a fan. And I'm also a fan of AAA, which is what we're going to be talking about today. It's part two of our AAA episode. We sort of laid the groundwork in part one. We hope you'll go check that out. But before we talk about way back when, because we're going to talk about 2010 and moving forward here, I want to talk about what's coming up, man. As you and I are recording this, we're about three weeks away from Triple Mania 30, which is like the WrestleMania 30 for AAA, or as we're going to call it for the rest of the show, Tripla. So we don't confuse anybody and think we're talking about roadside assistance services. Um, I saw the press conference this past weekend. I've gotten to know Dorian. Uh, and, and obviously think a lot of him, but man, how cool was it to see Camille from the NWA and she's sort of been playing in her own sandbox. You and I know her Tennessee gal. And, uh, it's really live
3: cool. Here, him and Thomas live. They work out the same gym.
2: It's amazing to see her down there getting the spotlight. Of course, she's going to be taking on. I think one of the more underrated and, and Mrs. Valkyrie and you know, the reina de Reinas, or however you say that the queen of Queens title, it feels bigger than I imagined it might, you know, the rumor and innuendo was, was originally going to be thunder Rosa. And of course we know she's down, uh, injured and not a commission, but just like in the NFL, an injury creates opportunity. This is probably going to be the biggest platform Camille's ever wrestled in front of. I'm excited to see her do it.
3: Or sure. Um, you know, Reviewing the research and looking into this in today's episode, we could have breakout episodes. And I think we will in the future because I want to get granular. And I've really thought to myself uh, for today's show is uh, if, if I get too granular Conrad, just stop me because there's a hair match. Uh, Dorian's father got his head shaved. Uh, there's two championship runs. There's a bunch of stuff that goes into it, but what, you are kind of a newbie, if you will. And I think you may admit that Yeah, of it, course. Is that. triple mania is for an wrestling American wrestling fan today. There's no other way to say it. It is the Mexican WrestleMania. Yeah. And this is do the old Conrad, not one, not two, not three. No, it's triple mania 30. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal and a huge event and a lot of history goes into it. A lot of folks want on that card and I'll let you get into the different matches you want to talk about. But Camille in this spotlight with Taya uh, and and Taya, Karen's favorite uh, as a footnote, but um, you know, a, a girl who has a lady who's busted her ass went down there. I mean, you know, became as a part of the culture, learned the language, uh, paid her dues uh, up and down the highways of Mexico and and not just learned the language and the culture, but learned how to get over in Lucha Libre wrestling. And Camille has her work cut out because in that arena, you better bring your A game. And so Camille, uh, it's a lot more than just getting ready for cardio. In so many ways. So she has her work cut out. I'll say that, but it is going to be one of several matches that um, there's a bit of electricity that goes into every Triple Mania, just like a WrestleMania.
4: Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit justcapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.
2: It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going down October 15th from Mexico City. I'm going to be there. I'm pretty excited. I've been lucky enough to see several wrestlemanias in person, a wrestle kingdom in person, and now a triple mania in person. Uh, cybernetico versus Pagano going to be hair versus hair. Pagano is like um, a modern hardcore wrestler, you know, so when you think of uh you know the the hardcore wrestlers that we've enjoyed here in the past, Pagano's kind of like that new guy. cybernetico, man, that's a guy I saw in the 97 Royal Rumbles. So he's been around a while. Uh, uh uh Hio Del Vikingo who everybody thinks is the next big thing is going to be taking on Ray Phoenix and I think most everyone listening to this knows that Ray Phoenix is one of the best wrestlers in the world and a lot of people say Vikingo is the next Ray Phoenix of course Ray Phoenix has something to say about that he's still here so we're going to see what's going on for the Triple A Mega Championship uh Psycho Clown's on the show uh Blue Demon Jr's on the show Micro Man who I got to see in person who was if you've never seen microman, my friends who saw microman in person could not believe what they saw. It's fantastic. You're going to love him. Just look him up. Uh, I guess you've been hanging around Johnny nitro a little too much. Now he's calling himself Johnny Caballero. <laughs> Brian cage is there. Sam Adonis is there. Um, Laredo kid bandito, uh, friend of the show. Uh, Willie Mack is there but somebody that I think everybody should be paying attention to. Maybe you've missed it, but commanders on this show and commanders, a guy I was first introduced through GCW. He does something I've never seen anybody do before. It blew me away. We made sure he was uh, in the on the Ric Flair's last match card, and he's going to be a part of this show. And I think he's going to be one of those next breakout big time stars that becomes a global phenomenon. And, Have you seen much commander? Have you seen his spot where he runs across the top rope and the the stuff he does with the top rope, dude? It's unbelievable. Uh, I hope everybody gives it a shot. It's going to be available on fight. Uh, I'm going to order it so I can watch it back. This is a real story. My mom and dad were in person, of course, for Claire's last match in Nashville. But when they got home, they ordered it on fight. Like I couldn't have gave him a damn promo code, but thanks for the cheese. (laughs) Mom and dad. And they wanted to watch the triple, the tripla match because they couldn't believe what they saw. They wanted to see it again. So they got to rewind it and fast forward and watch it over and over. And anyway, uh, I've already pre-ordered it on fight and, um, I'm going to be there October 15th. I'm pumped. So I'm excited to talk to you and continue to learn more about tripla. Hope you guys will check it out on fight as well. Uh, you're in the middle of, um, some stuff here in 2010. It's you and Karen. Karen. Up against Kurt and whoever they're bringing in at the time, which in this case was China. How crazy is it? You and Karen against Kurt and China. The observer had this to say Conan then said he doesn't trust Jeff Jarrett. He says he doesn't agree with Dorian. And that these guys should be working with the TNA group to take over AAA. saying he hates TNA that he's known Jarrett for 15 years. Jarrett thinks he's the king of the mountain, but this isn't Nashville. Conan said Jarrett doesn't like Latinos and when he was in TNA, it sucked working for a racist boss. This is so funny because Conan is forbidden to say anything negative in public about TNA because of their out of court settlement on his lawsuit. So instead he writes an angle where he feuds with TNA so he can say whatever he wants, but it's all storyline. Dorian said that Conan and Jarrett would solve their problems on the May 18th show. So I like the blurring of the lines when we can add a little bit of realism we can suspend our disbelief. We can say, okay, I know that's just joshing and that's just fun and games. But now this, this was real. And the idea that we've got an angle here where it's you and Kurt and Karen and now Conan saying all this crazy stuff about you being a terrible person and blah, blah, blah. This
3: is good stuff. All right. Give it a little set point. Cause I, I think. Uh, it may be a bit confusing, maybe it's not, but the Karen-Jeff-Kurt-China match is TNA. That's on yes. Impact. Yes. And that that storyline, um, we had been going um, several months. So that was, you know, the, the Jeff-Kurt angle was coming to a close. And so that's my in-ring hat I'm wearing, Conrad, outside the ring in TNA, is uh, after the whole power play and 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 um you know back in the office and 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 working day to day, me and Bob Carter came to agreement that I was going to focus on international, and that's what I did. You know, later we following year we did Rink King, and there were some UK tours, and got to work with Linehart and all that. Those are another episodes, but as far as Mexico went, during. 07, 08, 09, or 08, 09, 010, somewhere in that little area, Conrad, uh, Dixie had wanted us to try to work with Paco and the other company. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of an up and down talent exchange. But uh, at the same time, uh, the, I'll call it the litigation between Conan and uh, Panda Energy International and TNA Entertainment, all that was going on. Finally, the dust settled. Let's mm-hmm. just say all that. And bygones would be bygones and Booty Jack Melendez originally from Puerto Rico. He had done our Spanish broadcast. He had worked for the company for years, uh, here, here in Nashville. He had gone down to Mexico and now he's working for AAA with Conan. Have I lost you so no, far? No. Okay. So, so he's working down there and now we're going to do this storyline. And it was no secret at all um in Mexico or in the US that that Conan and TNA had a major falling out yep. and that things were settled and everything was over and done with then all of a sudden Conan's doing this story and to to kind of put the flag in the ground in Mexico at the time my world listeners it was AAA or Tripla as I got to start referring to now but AAA wrestling in in Mexico that was the name of the promotion, still is, but la we'll call it the Society La Societ- Societad, uh stands for Society. That was the heel faction group that Dorian, the son, had been corrupted by Conan and others, and so it was a interpromotional war that Conan uh, Dorian, the 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 young upstart, was breaking away from his family and his mother because. The mother was the, the original founder, Antonio Pena's brother, you know, sister and all that kind of stuff. So all of that tension had been building. And then the next thing, you know, we'll call it the King of the mountain. The tortilla throwing Rudo was coming down and there was going to be a big face to face in San Luis Potosi, home of uh, several famous wrestling stars. But that's kind of where the blurring of the lines build up. So Conan had been sowing those seeds, creatively sowing those seeds. And we'll get into it later in this episode, how how much forethought Conan always puts in his stories. He really thinks things through. But he had started sowing those seeds. And the the show sold out. And I'm, okay, I'm going to take a little credit here. The show sold out based off Jeff Jarrett and Conan coming face-to-face for an in-ring. People were saying. Hey, man, this stuff is real. And now they're going to, we know, we know they're going to work together. Okay. But let's see what comes out of this because they're going to fight each other. And we want to see that fight. That's how the table had been set.
2: Well done. I I love it. And uh, it's exciting. And the blurring and the lines, it's great stuff.
3: So I don't want to jump ahead, but I'll say this, Conrad. I fly down there. Abyss. I'm trying to think somebody, but we get picked up at the airport and I have not seen or spoke to Conan because Moody and them kind of did the arrangements in years. Mm. This is real cut the room tension with a knife. I had not, it was, you know, I'm not going to say the tension was real. So we arrive at the building, Conrad. You've got to get him to tell his side of this story too, or whatever it is. But he's producing the show and he's doing his thing and this and that and all this kind of stuff. And we get there and put the bags in the room and me and Abyss, we just go back, you know, go out in the arena. This is earlier in the day and sit up in the bleachers or sit up in the stands a while and just kind of watch how things go. And they kind of, okay, here's, kind of one segment, two segment. We're expecting to kind of have some niceties, you know, Hey, this is the deal. And all of a sudden you hear on the horn, all right, clear the arena. We're letting folks in. I look over to this like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I guess we're not doing the whole proverbial walkthrough today. We're not going to have any discussions. We're not going to, okay, let's go to the back. So. There were messages conveyed, and again, I I don't want to jump too far ahead, Conrad, but it it was an interesting day at work, to to say the least. So I'll let you.
2: Yeah, Let let me tag in here.
1: Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions.
2: So the taping happens May 18th. Uh, there's a sellout, 5,000 folks there. Melsa would say this. They built up a big showdown between Conan and Jeff Jarrett, but it was a swerve as all of La Sociedad, instead of attacking Jarrett and working to run off Tripla, all turned on Zorro. Jarrett got great heat with fans throwing garbage at him, and he and Conan argued, and the crowd went crazy thinking Conan was going to turn face against Jarrett. But then they did the swerve where Conan and Jarrett and La Sociedad all attacked Zorro with a baseball bat and beat him down. This leads to the Zorro versus Jarrett title match. Yep, yeah, they kicked the world champion out of their group. Dr. Wagner Jr. and Joe Leiter and Nicho beat Abyss, Jarrett, and Super Crazy in the main event when Wagner Jr. pinned Crazy. They had the usual post main event run in brawl. The Triple A guys cleared the ring of La Sociedad as well as Jarrett and Abyss. Uh, Mr. Roldan then said that this showed that even if La Sociedad joins the TN joins with TNA, he won't be able to take over AAA. Dorian then said he's wrong. And that after triple mania, they'll destroy AAA and TNA will take over. So this is a legit invasion angle. You're working with Dorian to put all this together. I assume, or are you working with his father?
3: Oh no, Dorian, Dor- Dorian, and and Moody was the early kind of creative conduit, and then obviously Conan. At the end of the day, and you know, it's it's a it's a it's a Conan creative with Dorian, uh, obviously integral part of it, and I'm sure Moody was in there. But that was the story, that was the tension, and you got to remember that you know TNA in the early relationship, oh three, oh four, oh five, we were that upstart pay per view only company now. Fast forward to 2010, then on Spike several years, you know, all the different names, Kurt and Christian and 3D, and by this time Hulk, you know, it was the, the TNA brand was much more well known. And here comes TNA, gonna side with the, you know, the son of the owner, the mother. Yes. Uh, and then Conan, the, the Shane
2: he, McMahon, if you will.
3: There you go. Yeah. And, and, and th- this is where like Conan is he is Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon combined Mm -hmm. in this culture. And he's the one who's going to, I mean, he's going to defend it against that Gringo Jarrett and we go at it in the ring verbally, not me, but we, through the translator, but Conan is giving me a dog cussing and they really think we're about to come to blows. And just as Meltzer wrote, the result was we kicked the world champion out of our group because we were taking over The subtleties of that entire story were freaking awesome and a ton of heat. And it just kind of set things up for the next year. Bravo
2: Conan. I mean, Conan doesn't get enough credit. I mean, what a, a creative genius, hell of a performer just did it all. We'll keep telling that story. I'm sure. But so tell me about the real life tension. You don't talk to Conan at all until you're out there
3: backstage. Cause again, Moody's is creative and they, you know, I need obviously me and Abyss and it was translation. Like, what are we doing here? And so we didn't really get into, no, we, and look, whether we weren't talking for a purpose or not, Conan was also running a show.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, there were no high five and Hey bro, good to see you. None of that. We went to the ring with the creative laid out lots of tension and Look, you're gonna go be going to Mexico City for Triple Mania, Conrad. Can't wait. I want to take you to, to, take you to San Luis Potosi. I want to take you to a few other shows where you get a real taste of the culture. But I mean, you know, would you say it was May? It was hot in that building, but the the tension and the people—they just knew me and Conan were going to go to swing it. Now, once the angle came off when we got to the back, you know when business is—it's like that just clicked huge and look Dorian. So this is 10 years ago. So he's what 27 here, Conrad, a young man, Ish, yeah, mm-hmm. a young man. Oh, a, t- a ton of heat. He's siding with the American. It was just beautiful. He <laughs> was really good.
2: Uh, at the time you lost a loser leaves town match to Kurt angle and you're banished to Mexico by TNA. We haven't really gotten into this in full detail, but is it really just, Hey, Bob wanted me to focus on international. Is that it? Or were there give more to
3: it? Give, give us a rest in, um, look, it's a whole nother story, but, uh, be careful with your success. It could be frowned upon. Uh, it was, that's a whole nother episode. Uh, the, 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 the,
2: give me, Jeff- give, give me the cliff notes version. People thought there was too much Jeff on the show.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Dixie didn't want us on the show. Dixie didn't want Jeff and Karen on the show, period. It got over. The story got over. Kurt was awesome. China for that match was awesome. Karen was awesome. It got rolling. And whether it was a Dixie Russo, Dixie Russo Hulk, whatever it may be, Dixie didn't want us on the show. And hey, we're going to give your character a risk. Okie dokie.
2: I can tell the frustration is still pumping it's through ridiculous. your veins. Yeah,
3: you're making me relive this stuff. No, but I mean, it was so silly. Well, because so silly.
2: only in wrestling is it a oh. thing where, hey, now go do your job, but don't do it too well. <laughs> right? Isn't that silly? Oh, it's childish. Don't do it too well now. So you head to Triple Mania. And you get the win for the Triple World Super Mega Heavyweight Title from Zorro It's reported in the Observer that the original plan was to have Kurt Angle here at Triple Mania, but his price was too high. I find that curious. Did you ever hear that?
3: Yeah, I mean, for yes, the the, the look when Kurt did not work a TNA date, we had to allocate a certain amount to it. And he was getting paid so much, it was never going to align with Mexican book, bookings. That's why the New Japan deal was so lucrative uh, for 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 all parties. That got the, that that uh, New Japan did anything. TNA screwed it up. But um, yeah, it, Kurt's economics did not work in Mexico. I think he went twice, maybe once or twice. He was never considered to be a regular ever.
2: So. Let's talk a little bit about the match itself. Meltzer would say this. Jarrett pinned Zorro to win the AAA super mega heavyweight title in 15 and a half minutes. El Hio del Terrantes was the heel and he pretty much let everything go. There was outside interference by both Karen Jarrett and Anderson. Zorro used a kendo stick. The match was described as slow and boring, but Zorro wasn't close to 100% due to injuries. Most notably, several pulled or torn muscles. Jarrett at one point cracked his, his guitar over Zoro's head, and Zoro threw powder in Jarrett's eyes. The finish would see Jarrett use the third of three guitar shots, and then hit Zoro with a kendo stick for the pin. The crowd was furious with Jarrett winning. Jarrett was taunting the crowd by throwing tortillas into the audience. Is this the footage that I've seen a friend of ours send me? You trying to escape to the back, and they're throwing stuff at you. I at mean, this one. you were ducking but, but, for
3: <laughs> cover. Yeah, not th- that's another uh, event. Um, but, you know, this is something that I knew we knew Zorro was not in uh, tip top shape. I had no idea it was this bad. But look, it, you know, again, the cultural situation down here, it's they work or, you know, the Lucha guys work six, seven. Some guys were, you know. I don't know if 10 is too much, but I mean, they work all the time. It's not just a triple A show. So Zorro was beat up and banged up. And so we had, I mean, uh, more than than usual, as it referenced, three guitars, Karen at ringside, the referee let everything go. Um, I I do know this was, I don't want to call it the show, but Karen, Karen connected emotionally with the Lucha audience. This was one of those nights that as she, as her character began to develop, it was electric. It was really, really, we made a good package and this was, you know, we win the title and she was impactful and, uh, but poor zero was beat up bad before the match. (laughs)
2: A few weeks later, you defend the title in a three-way against Dr. Wagner Jr. in LA park and retain the title after uh chess man hit park with a guitar. What was the plan for you to be the long-term champion or, or was it just not realistic?
3: No, I, I think everybody was just going to kind of see on a step-by-step basis. Uh, the success of it. And as we rolled into it, it was working and working really good. And the storyline again, I I, I don't think we're, you know, to, to, to get in this entire run, we can't get too granular. Right. If if, if you will. But this, but the, the, the year, year and a half that I was the champion, the hair matches with Dorian and his father and the intricate storylines and all this, it was rolling. It was working. I mean, business was good. Um, the heat was great. The storyline was there. Um, and I'll let I, I, I'm sure it's debatable, but the but the championship, I mean, look at Roman right now. He's in the Usos. You know, when you hold on to a title, the longer you can hold on to it without it getting stale and fresh opponents, we were rolling and it was it was fresh and new and you know, everything that went with it. And you know, I came back, and from time to time was on TNA TV uh, as the Mexican champion. We had to cover the plate, and that was a bunch of drama, political BS that wasn't real. But it, but uh, we went down that road. Um, but long story short, it was ro- it was working. There wasn't any set plan. You went into this Triple Mania and drop it at the next. There was no set plan. It was we'll just keep going.
2: Talk to us about LA park. A lot of us listening to this are familiar with him just from the nitro days when we knew him as La Parca, the chairman of WCW, but you got to work with him here. And I'm sure you at least shared a locker room with him in WCW, but this is a different experience. Now you're on sort of his home territory. Talk to us about LA park.
3: So uh, he may be a really, really good example of Lucha Libre culture. In that you just named it LaParca is a IP is an intellectual property owned by Triple A Wrestling. And they made Adolfo the, the original La Parca. Well, they had a business falling out and they put a a new guy under that and he was a longtime star God rest his soul he just passed away a couple of years ago a uh, terrible accident did a tope out and paralyzed him and he truly never recovered but Laparka got over and triple uh, got over in WCW obviously he was already or he had never brought been brought up to Nitro uh but he came back and they did that storyline. LA park versus Laparca, mass versus, I mean, story, not mass versus mass, but they did all kind of blood and great storytelling and all that. But now by, you know, what is this? 2010, 11, La parka was in and out of the promotion and knows how to work. And obviously, I mean, he, like a lot of guys, he was over. And so he was in and out of the promotion and I enjoyed working with him, but he'll lay his stuff in. I'll tell you that. <laughs> For sure,
2: uh, El Zorro. We mentioned him a couple times here. Uh, what can you tell us about El Zorro?
3: Um, it, it, just a charismatic, not a mask. Very charismatic. Um, again, we referenced Subernetico uh, not long ago, and you know he's a true legend. And on this Triple Mania, when, when you talk about it, it's like. Terry Funk versus Mick Foley or I mean, Terry Funk versus, uh, who's a modern day, uh, guy, not Matt Cardona, Moxley. But, you know, yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's that, but Zorro, uh, was a guy who had worked his way up to the ranks through the years. And so he was a seasoned vet that was the champion and again, very charismatic.
2: I feel like what you should mention, uh, you're going to drop the title. Uh, to El Masias, am I saying that right? At Raider Reyes? Ricky,
3: Bander- Ricky Banderas, El Masias. Uh,
2: when uh, LA Park interferes and your title reign, up to that point, you were the longest reigning champion. So that's kind of a big deal.
3: Uh, Only Johnny Caballero, hmm. uh, I think he broke my record last year, or two years, whatever, pandemic, whenever it was. But yes, Ricky- that was a pretty cool stat for me, Conrad.
2: Ricky Banderas has been around a long time. We've seen him for a while. I remember seeing him seeing him back in the day. I think uh in TNA, did we not? I mean, he was around TNA, like 708, 7, 08, something like that.
3: Mega Star in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega huge star.
2: Probably one of the biggest of that era, right? For I mean, sure. Maybe the that,
3: that him and Apollo were the new um They were the new blood. You know, Savio Vega and Miguel and Castillo, you know, they were the generation a little bit up, but, uh, Macias, um, super athletic and he was on, uh, Lucha underground. Was he not? Yep. Um, but, uh, great talent, great talent. And, and he was, you know, he was going to be there full time and, and, and I thought it was pretty cool that I got to drop it to him. Cause I'd known Ricky a while.
2: Could you compare him to someone in American wrestling?
3: Oh, boy. I won't do good at this, but, um, gosh mighty! Oh man. He's athletic. Um, he's built great,
2: but super decorated. Here's what I'm trying to get to. Okay. IWA world heavyweight champ. Six times. IWA intercontinental champ. Three times. IWA tag team champ. Six times.
3: And IWA is Victor Quinonez's Puerto Puerto Rican Rican promotion. promotion.
2: Their, their, their hardcore title 10 times here in tripla, their world tag team champ one time, uh, the, the Raider Reyes, the mega champion four times the Lucha underground champion. I mean, whatever you're looking for. Yep. He's done it, including the world wrestling council, WWC, and even the old defunct wrestling society X, like this guy's been everywhere, done everything. A lot of people saw big money in him. He just, for whatever reason, didn't get much time on the WWF WCW side of things, but it doesn't mean he didn't have an incredible career and become a global star
3: too young for the WCW days. Yeah. He came along after that, but, uh, at TNA, um, there was some opportunity, nothing to his fault, political situations. I'd have to really do some research and jog my memory on his opportunities and timing. But when he got to uh, Mexico city, it it's to me that is in Puerto Rico. He was very successful, but when he got there, his career went to another level because he really came into his own and became a box office. Not that he wasn't a box office attraction in Puerto Rico, but he was, you know, a big, big star for, for uh, Dorian.
2: Here's something I never thought I'd see you and Kurt angle as a tag team for a hair versus hair match. How the hell does this come together?
3: Only in Mexico city it is a lot of fun. Good match. Go out of your way. As Conrad would say, go, folks go out of your way to check this out. Uh, we're going to have to get Dorian to dig that up from the archives. Um, so who were our partners I'm trying to think? You're going to, uh,
2: defeat the triple A trios champions at wrestle or uh, triple mania 21, uh, where you team with Matt Morgan and monster pain to take on the low psycho clowns. But somewhere in there, you still made time for a hair match with Kurt angle as a tag partner. A minute ago, we didn't think he was maybe, you know, we could make the money work and now here he is in a hair match.
3: He must've lost it going in, but no, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think who are, what the story was on that. I'll have to dig up my research on that. I think it was know triple Gary... mania
2: 20. I think. Okay. I could be wrong on that. I mean, the way I think I have it here is we've got sort of team Dorian versus team, Mr. Roldan, his dad, it's electro shark, yep. electro shock rather in LA park taking on you and Kurt and you guys have Dorian and, uh, and Karen in your corner.
3: That's it. Dorian's hair versus <laughs> a, a rolled out. The father's hair. it's father versus son hair versus hair. Yes. Yeah. 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 I so was, I was, you were throwing me, uh, but kept, still a hair
2: uh, match a, is such a big deal in Mexico. And now imagine father, you know, son, just like we did once upon a time with Trump and, and, and Vince, that's it. Now, That's it. now it's father son. So it's Vince versus Shane, hair versus hair, and you're defending the son here. That's kind of a cool,
3: kind of a cool story with Kurt. So you kind of have to see the the, the vision of you, two Americans. Not only that, you and Kurt,
2: with yep. Karen in your corner, yep, and Dorian,
3: yep. This is crazy. It's box office. But again, I'm going to go to Conan. You have to understand the episodic nature of the weekly build and father, son are not fighting over their allowance money. They are fighting over control of this company. And this is the 20th or the 21st triple mania. So at triple mania for the control of the company, Essentially, uh, but I mean, that's but at this point, it was hair versus hair, and is as authentic as you can get in lucha libre style. When masked, it was hair versus hair, father son. And so, you know, the, the b roll shots and the steel shots of the mother in the crowd witnessing her husband and her son going at it, it's, it's just storytelling emotional storytelling who cannot now, Conan, you know, a lot of story behind the story and you're chuckling and grinning that, Oh, okay. So you had her partners and everything go with that. But, but the American it's coming down from TNA, you know, fighting for the kid Dorian. Good stuff. Good stuff.
2: Really great stuff. We got to We should revisit that whole thing one day.
3: Oh, I'm telling you, we should, it, it, Maybe you know, have Dorian. And, yes.
2: We got to have Dorian on and, uh, and can Conan. I moderate?
3: Cause I want to ask him questions.
2: How great would that I be?
3: Now, oh, I'm telling you.
2: Let's get, work. Get, let's work on that.
3: Yeah. Conan. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, so, so back up Conan. Like me and a lot of others, we always have our ups and downs. There has been a time then I'll just say the doors weren't always wide open for Conan and AAA, but mending fences and weaving in and out. But for all of this to, as the world turns and he's masterminding this story of father, son, Jeff and Kurt. And, and that's not even getting on the political side of who's in the match and who's defending because you can imagine the slot. That the baby faces the technicos wanted to be to face me and kurt because dorian's the one losing the hair it's big no the father lo- wait on this one the father lost
0: ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
2: All the history that gets crammed in there and how Conan is the guy that sort of pulls it all together. And what's fascinating to me, most of all, and I know boy, this just feels like a Conan appreciation show, but to be clear, he's the top star in Mexico of the modern era. Like, and a lot of times people just really quickly say, Oh, he was the Hulk Hogan of Mexico, but it was bigger than that because he didn't, yes, he did movies and television, but it wasn't like goofy shit. Like Hogan did. It was good stuff. And he put out a rap album and it wasn't like goofy shit. It was good stuff. And the first triple mania is something like 59,000 folks. And it's built on his back. And he comes out to fucking Rocky music and he looks different than everyone else. He's a bodybuilder. And by the way, Boy, I know that other this sounds because I'm an Alabama fucker saying it, but he's not even Mexican. This is a Cuban guy coming in and becoming the biggest star in Mexico. Like it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And then he becomes almost like a, you know, he, he, he jumps ship just like Hogan did right from one company to another biggest star in CMLL then becomes biggest star in AAA and really AAA is launched on his back and It becomes the biggest thing going. And then guess what? He sees the next frontier is WCW. And he becomes almost like the talent whisperer to use a a mafioso godfather like term. He's the consigliere to all of the talent then now and forever. And then somehow became a political animal and understood the booking and how to navigate these waters. But as you said, at times, he'd get himself in a little bit of trouble. Maybe he would have a too strong of an opinion or maybe he didn't always play politics the right way or whatever. But now he's somehow found a way to mature and grow and be better. And you hear his philosophy now. And this is a guy who, when he talks to talent man, he's been there, done that. And I mean, in front of the camera, behind the camera, the whole thing, but a guy who, despite the Rocky stops and starts and, and crazy infighting and all that he's still there now, which to take it back to the start of our show is why I have hope for CM Punk, not comparing the two. There's no comparison between the two outside of, I'm sure there were a lot of times where offices at WCW or TNA or CMLL or AAA sounded just like your dad Austin Idol. We'll wow. never use Conan again. And now here he is creating magic at WrestleMania 20 or, or TripleMania 20, like we're talking about in this hair versus hair match. And he'll do it again in three weeks in Mexico city for TripleMania 30. The Conan story, dude, is fascinating. And the more I learn about Conan and the more I get to sort of pick his brain and learn from him, because I had the good fortune of being able to hang out with him a few hours, I don't know, a month ago in Mexico, dude, that dude, He's a fucking wrestling guru for real, a special talent.
3: I got a story coming up in this episode that you're going to crack up at. So keep rolling.
2: (laughs) Triple mania 21. We mentioned a minute ago, you beat the trios champions, you and Matt Morgan and monster pain over Lost psychos Clown. Make a comparison to the psycho clowns. Is there anybody like that in the U S
3: you know, what is, I guess. And it's though it's, it's come and gone. But in America, I'm going to give you a little game here. Conrad, if I tell you what's the first thing you think of when I say wrestling clown, go. Doink. Okay. The Psycho Clowns, that music, God Almighty, and I was going to cue that up on my phone. Their theme music that they come out to puts a vibe in the arena because they're, they've got – a crazy clown mask. And folks, if you haven't seen it, it'll be on, uh, at my world pod or at real Jeff Jarrett, we'll show images of psycho clown. But originally there was, uh, a big clown, a psycho clown. Anyway, there was a, there were a group of clowns, uh, in San Luis Potosi. That's the first time I saw them. Um, that uh, it, it's such a unique act that just freaking works. Uh, but they're crazy clowns. So, the original Matt Born Doink the Clown, that was kind of a maniacal deal. I thought that was the best version of Doink. But the Psycho Clowns, um, they're lucha libre guys. That that um, you're not going to see them do 15 Hurricane Rondas and all that. Although they can do the lucha style. It's not about the move set. It's all about the charisma and connecting with the kids and co- co- connecting with the audience and a lot of fun and uh, you know. Um, you're, you're definitely a Jim Crockett guy, you know, handsome Jimmy in his prime. Yeah. Just when he came through the curtain, it's certainly in Memphis. The boy from New York city was mm-hmm. super over. Yep. I, I mean, you know, handsome would tell my dad or my dad would tell my handsome, Hey man, boy from New York city. We'll play that thing three or four times. If the people are with it, keep going. How how long are you going to go in your match? My dad Handsome, like the shorter, the better. It's all about the emotional connection. And so like, I'm man, yeah, it is huge connection.
2: Psycho clown, still m- one of the more, um, prolific and over talents. Uh, he, he's going to be a big part of, uh, of triple mania in a couple of weeks. I think
3: he's the biggest box office attraction. I know Vikingo and Phoenix and that's in Pentagon. That gets in our debate. That gets in our debate. Who's the best in ring wrestler and all that. And we kind of know where, uh, that, that argument can go. But as far as a box office attraction, I'll say this. Psycho will sell the most merch.
2: No doubt. I, I, I would bet on that. Listen, it's not in our notes, but I do want to bring it up because I have heard ru- r- rumors and innuendos, whispers, if you will. I don't know. So I'm just going to ask. We can edit it out if you don't want to talk about it. But heard once upon a time you had an issue with Psycho Clown. What happened? <laughs> Elaborate. I don't know. I was told that there was some sort of real life heat once upon a time. I don't know if that's real or not. No one in triple, no one in triple had told me that it was a Lucha fan. who was trying to smarten me up and said, Oh, you know, what's, what's ironic is, uh, your son, Cody was at one of our events in Nashville wearing a psycho clown shirt. And that's the reason that this fan pointed out and said, you know, uh, that kid, that's Jeff's kid, right? Yeah. Dad got in a fight with
3: that guy once. What? I didn't know that. (laughs) Wow. Conrad, you did did a little scoop. Um, so what happened? And we'll edit that. If you don't want to talk about it. No, God, I love it. And he would love it that we're talking about it. Um, so it really
2: happened. There was a real situation.
3: Yes. Oh boy. And we're going to get into a little bit later in this episode as well. But, um, one night the story was, um, whatever the scenario was, but I ended up taking a guitar shot and I was supposed to be down. Now, have you seen psycho clown when he goes into scumbag, yes, his comeback?
2: Yes. I, I saw him wrestle, uh, Joey Janela in Nashville.
3: Did, well, I don't know if he did. Did he take off his weight belt? Yes. Okay. That's a po- okay, so so the my war listeners that aren't familiar, with psycho clown, he when he starts into his comeback at the very end of it, it's like Lawler pulling down the strap yes. or whatever it may be. He pulls off his own weight belt, like a Cody Rhodes weight belt, and he starts strapping everybody in the ring. A lot of times he'll strap the referee or one of his partners. He's just crazy. He went psycho with with the belt and it tells the story. Well, as the match had gone and The the match was over and there was a lot of afterbirth and still craziness going on. And I had taken a guitar shot and I was down in the ring selling, quote unquote, knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came over and whacked me again. And I've got a belief if you're going to whack me, I I want to sell it. So don't whack me when I'm knocked out. Mm -hmm. And he did it. And I rolled out of the ring and kind of let that one go. And then he keeps going crazy and did again. I want to say it's like the third time or something like that. By this time, Conrad, I'm like Country Boy's piss now. If this son of a bitch and kind of full disclosure, I don't know if you know this, Conrad, but there was a time <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I might have tipped a canoe or two. Sure.
2: Once upon <laughs> a time, you, uh,
3: you maybe had a little fun. So when the engine water was rolling and uh high test, as some folks will say, I had some high test water in me that night. And that second, third, fourth time happened as all she wrote, I came up and the live round started going.
2: <laughs> you were firing off on him for real. Oh yeah. We
3: went at it. In
2: the ring, in front of everybody.
3: In the aisle, in in the aisle, and no, no, no. They people started working, but like breaking it up, and then they knew real quick that I connected with a couple live shots, and he was firing live rounds back, and it kept going, and it got in the back, and I can cuss somebody out in Spanish, and he can cuss somebody out in English, and it was pretty ugly. Uh, and then that was kind of what yeah. year do you think that was? If you had to guess, I you look. We need to ask Charlie. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll find out. I I don't know, but obviously it was before uh 2017. Yeah, before you know, it, it, it's I, I want to. It's a ways back, thirteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So it, it's a ways back.
2: I know we're getting sidetracked, but I appreciate that. You're always just super honest. So I'm going to ask it because it sounded like you insinuated it. Were you drinking before the match? Yes. Wow. So you were,
3: you were, you were knee deep in it back then. This is where sin takes you farther than you'll ever expect to go as a cardinal rule. I had never, ever, ever. And do you know how I rationalized that? Because Mexico is different. Culture, and I'm talking about as far as the wrestling. Oh, it's okay. I'm flying to Mexico land. Um, Karen's favorite meal is this club sandwich and chicken soup. And we would eat before we'd go to the show. And a lot of times we would go into the arena after the people got in. People think, oh, no. yeah, because of the heat, they didn't want me and her arriving while the people were going to the building. I got you. So, so, so we would be literally all like, we better eat now. Mm-hmm. Because we're not get back here till late, it's five thirty or six or six thirty or seven. A lot of times we wouldn't get picked up to go to the show till sixes or seven. Wow. Show start, yeah. So, oh, I'll just have one or two. Well, this day probably had uh, two or nine, and um, yeah, ar- arrived hitting on all cylinders, but fine. Went out and worked the match, but uh, once that third or fourth weight belt stung me around the ribs when I'm dead selling in my mind, I rationalized God almighty. How the hell am I going to sell this? I'm dead. I'm going to stay here. Cause the finish had called for me to be knocked out by my guitar.
2: Sure. So you can't move around or, or sell it. I and, did. And yeah. 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 So you felt like he was taking a Liberty.
3: He was taking a Liberty and it'd be a green mistake, but he was taking a Liberty.
2: Okay. And so is that the way ultimately he explained it? Or it was explained away that, you know, he was green and it was a mistake and he didn't know. I don't
3: either. think it was green. Just, oh no, no. I just, that's my gimmick. That's my gimmick. So we agreed to disagree. Essentially.
2: How did cooler heads prevail? How did it eventually get calmed down? How does it not spill over to the back?
3: Well, it spilled over into the back for sure. And then, you know, me and Karen and Karen's like, God, Almighty, would you stop? You know, she's pissed off at me. You can imagine, you know.
2: I, I, I don't want any part of pissed off Karen.
3: <laughs> well, she's mad at me, and then the silent treatment, and okay. it's
2: easier just get along at that point, <laughs> right? I mean, listen, it's just mine and your wives. Boy, when they get pissed off, it's like that dog in Christmas Vacation snots. It's it's, it's easier if you just let him finish.
3: Yes, so, honey. So, yeah, so I shower. Let's go back to the hotel. We got an early flight. She, you know.
2: I politically, I th- is there any backlash from that where they're like, Oh, we can't bring Jeff back. Jeff, you know, was, was,
3: Oh, I uh-huh. mean, I'm sure they were not happy with it. Um, I mean, there was one trip where I wonder if this is the trip, maybe because LA park Conrad, you know, in my big room out there or where, you know, my
2: yeah, yeah. Your you man know. cave.
3: Okay, the bank. You know, uh, up on the thing that I got that broken guitar. Yep. I don't know if you are there. That is the broken guitar that I brought back from Mexico that LA Park hit me with that split me. I've, I've got a nice the one in the problem. bathroom. No, that's Steiner. Okay. Steiner hit me, back, but this is up on the ledge. Okay. It's a black one that is heavier than usual. But I got a nice scar on the top of my head. It's probably about a two inch one. Wow. Length. And, uh, yeah. I got walloped and no, no, no doctor wants to look at it. And I'm telling the doctor, get away from me. I've showered. We get to the airport the next day and it's bleeding out of my head. Karen's pissed off at me. I don't know if this was the same trip or not, but she was furious that I didn't get it sewed up. And now she's in the airport waiting on a gate. We're about to go get on a flight, which is going to bleed even more. She goes to the uh, pharmacy, uh, gets the Neosporin. She's, Conrad, it wasn't a red letter day in the Jeff and Karen situation. <laughs> she was so mad at me, but thank God all that stuff is in my rearview mirror. Conrad,
2: how are you in Psycho Clown today?
3: So now we uh, great. Like, I mean, we worked a bunch. I mean, I think my last match was against him down there. Uh, I've worked with him. All, I mean, it was over. Literally, the next time went up to Migo blah, 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 blah. It's over.
2: I always love that in wrestling more often than not, it does become let's let bygones be bygones.
3: Oh, it's over. No, no. There was no upside to holding on to any of it.
2: Is it ever played out in a story? Like new wrestling fans
3: who no. who follow. I, Triple? I, I'm actually surprised and kudos to you or your friend or whoever that you, that you recalled it. We'll find a YouTube clip. Of well,
2: it. the only reason it even came up is because again, Cody was wearing a psycho clown shirt,
3: but so, here's they, my point.
2: so they thought it was ironic. And I was like, I don't even, I didn't have a con. I, I had seen psycho clown, but I had no context for why would Jeff be in a spat with
3: that guy? Well, and here's, I don't believe shout out Derek. I don't believe it was reported in Meltzer's noodles. Either. I've never seen it written or talked about at okay. all. So, so Conan, and I would say Conan, the promotion I don't say sweep it under the bro. It was a non-issue. Two yeah. guys got in a fight in the aisle. If you didn't really know and see a little goose egg here and a goose egg there and a scuff on a guy's chin or this or that, you didn't even know just like, Hey, those guys are throwing r- live rounds with a bunch of people around. them.
2: Well, you know, it just feels like he could go the other way too. Like you could say, Oh, we got to make a story out of this.
3: Yeah. 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 It didn't.
2: We didn't go that direction. Got it. Um, well, now okay. I'm curious, since we just went down that rabbit hole, how many times do you think you've been in a spot where you threw live rounds in a quote unquote, wrestling realm like this, a dust up a psycho clown. Can you count it on one hand?
3: I'm sure. I don't, I mean,
2: yeah. Do you remember there being, is there one that sticks out in your crawl It's like, buddy, that was the worst one when me and also, and so, he did this and I did that. You
3: no, know, a lot of times through the years, you get frustrated at guys that are taking liberties, is one thing, but no selling, whether it's a heel or a baby face. And you're like, dude, this isn't anything we talked about in the back. We kind of laid this out. And, you know, if I'm the heel, I'm supposed to scoot, and the babyface is supposed to stay in the ring and not come out and the ring. Mm-hmm. Give me some space. But if you come out in the ring, then all of a sudden we got to fight again. There, there's nuances on. I let the heel scoot to the floor, but leave some space and let the announcers have time to tell that story. But if the babyface keeps chasing the heel on the floor and around the ring and up to, the, then all of a sudden it's like the heel's on his bicycle, and you can't really. You're telling a different story other than wow. This combustion just happened. Man, I can't wait till so and so date at the pay per view. Little nuances like that. So there's been countless of those that tell the right story. And so you get frustrated. Live rounds like that, that doesn't happen very often. If
2: you think of any, we should talk about some more. Next okay. Because people love that sort of story. And by the way, that psycho clown story is going to go everywhere now. So. Be sure to see <laughs> psycho clown in a few weeks at triple mania 30. Um, your next appearance in tripla was going to be after GFW is formed and you appear at their world cup to uh, scout talent and provide commentary. Was your exit from TNA an issue
3: with tripla or an opportunity? Probably neither, but, Probably if you had to chick pick one or the other, obviously an opportunity there, there was, uh, there was no connection between AAA and for the lack of a better word, Dixie and her regime, there was nothing there zero. So,
2: so how does it come to be where you're, uh, going to be working with them for global with, yep. with the global force opportunity?
3: just me and Dorian's relationship. And I reached out to him and they had this Victoria beer, Victoria's a beer, had a beer sponsor and they were doing a world cup and they were like, yeah, we'd like to get you involved. And there was, I mean, if if I remember correctly, Matt Hardy was there. Um, there were Japanese talent. It was a big, big event. Lots of sponsorship dollars moved into that. It was a, uh, God, one of the stories, and that'll probably be a a little viral thing there, that was it Conan and Vampiro on commentary when uh, Vampiro had some flatulence?
2: I don't remember remember that. (laughs) I remember him yelling, play my fucking music.
3: Okay. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I I think this night had a bunch of uh, snafus. (laughs) Conrad, I got you chuckling.
2: Um. Yeah. I guess he. I guess Vampiro farted so loud you could hear it through the headset in 2018. Let's take a listen here. Wait. That was 18. I mean, I think so. I mean, I just did a quick little Google and found this. Let's take a listen. Maybe this is it. I'm not sure, but we'll have some fun together. What
1: happened? Oh. Okay. Now. Whoa.
4: Here we go. Something's gonna happen. More time.
1: Oh.
3: Okay. It's hard for me to hear on this end, but the laugh on your face, striker's with him, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'll, laughs> I got you off guard, didn't it? We've taken all kinds of left turns. Dust ups, <laughs> little inebriation, little flatulence.
2: <laughs> oh my God. The uh the play my music thing happened at WrestleMania 26. Uh I feel Yeah, sorry, Triple sorry. Mania. But it, it's it's my WrestleMania now. It's closer, okay. right? I'm fumped about right it. Right
3: on. Right on.
2: Listen, here's the deal. This feels like we're picking on Vampiro. I am not. I no, only no. worked with Vampiro one time and it was a Starcast 2 in Las Vegas. He was fantastic. Could not have been easier to deal with. Uh looking forward to spending some more time with him. I'm sure he's going to be at Triplemania and I'll get to to see him for the first time in a while and uh it, it's amazing it's because I think Mania. Go ahead I think most people listen to this uh, Listening to this Think of Vampiro as a WCW guy But buddy He in the in the early 90s Was a phenomenon He was the The Shawn Michaels heartthrob Of the era And he's still Super beloved But I guess there was a production snafu at WrestleMania Triple triplemania 26 here <sighs> He's on commentary. Keeler Cross is in the ring. Jeff Jarrett's in the ring. I need
1: my music right now. Come on, man. Vampiro calling for his music because it's the music that will get these fans behind Vampiro for them to understand what's going on here. And all the, the, the production aside, Vamp, where's, where's the, the fa- fucking music? At
4: this point in the trip... I don't know if you need you
3: striker is phenomenal.
4: You're being called out.
1: Please for the love of fucking God, put the music
3: on. <laughs> and you asked,
2: and you shall receive- Matt striker, boy, a I talented hate. human being, a patient He's, man staying on yeah. track. But listen, I get Vampiro's frustration. Clearly yeah. a production snafu. It happened. in the
1: arena. And, and he Live wanted
3: TV. the people to cue because they pop off the music. It's all yes. pop music, but literally pop music. So Back in Black's his theme, and he wanted that to hit. He had step up in the ring because he's in entering. He was not coming from the back. So people at, at home listening to this, Vampiro was not at the go or gorilla position. He's in ringside
2: and commentary. Yeah,
3: ringside on English color commentary, not Spanish. So it is like a, you know, secondary language, second audio, audio, uh, feed. And he's hoping that his music plays. <laughs> he finally got a little frustrated, didn't he? And Matt Stryker what was his words. Well, all the production snap. <laughs> well, I, what I liked
2: is the way he goes. Uh, and of course the music he's calling for is music that will let the fans know <laughs> what vampiros intentions might be. I mean, it was so like. how do i explain what's happening here because it's not like he's hitting you know a dump button to talk to the truck it's just (laughs) over the air on the feed yes tremendous
3: It's crosser in the ring right who else
2: you and cross and conan and some others uh and everybody's just sort of standing around like where is vampiro but we weren't we were looking at Vampiro. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on.
3: What are you doing? This is your cue. Where are you? <laughs> you're gonna yeah, you're going to have to go without music tonight, pal. They're, they have missed the cue. By God, he was not standing up until his music played. He
2: stood up and then sat back down. Like, I'm not it, going anywhere until the music hits. It was
3: a trade wreck. It's a fantastic. complete trade wreck. Oh, boy.
2: Now, listen, we're not making fun of Vampiro or uh, Triple Mania. Want? It was, it, to your point, a secondary language. So, imagine if all of a sudden... Hugo Savinovich starts yelling back in the day in a WWE pay-per-view, play my fucking music. (laughs) Nobody's hearing that. They're not even monitoring that feed. It's just sort of out there. They're monitoring the Spanish feed. So anyway, uh, let's talk about, since we're having some fun, maybe this will not be painful, but there's a pretty controversial moment. We got to talk about the year prior to triple mania. 26 It's triple mania. 25. And there's a Battle Royal Trios match and supposedly there's an incident. It means the whole TNA-GFW merger might not happen because there were reports that unfortunately you were under the influence at the show and in the ring. What can you clear up about that because I know this was quite a scene down there and
3: there, had there the internet nothing. talking. This is nothing to clear up. That is uh um... publicly the worst day. I you know I don't want to be dramatic here, but uh, this was almost the end of the end. This is Labor Day weekend. I went into treatment October 25th. so seven weeks after this, but this was uh, super super dark days for me personally that very few were aware. Probably Karen was the only one who really, really, really knew. Uh, but uh, we had flown to, and look, this is a rationalization, so I'm well aware of this. Uh, but we flew in, we left a day and a half before the show. Uh, no. So the show would have been, let's just say it was a Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. But we had left on Thursday night, last flight to be down for rehearsals a uh, PR on, on Friday and rehearsals all day, Saturday, essentially they asked us to come in quite early to go over a bunch of stuff, which was, as you know, Conrad, again, not an excuse, but wife, blended family, five kids. When we both go on the road uh, and, and she wasn't going, but it, it's, it's a process and okay. What you going down there? What are you doing? Okay. So, here I go. We got to go in that early. Get down there, Conrad. And I sat around and sat around and sat around and did nothing and did nothing. Just kind of an excuse, idle minds, the devil's workshop, but, um, come pay-per-view Sunday or big show Sunday, got to the building and they kind of laid out, oh, you're just doing the battle roll and you're going to be in there, whatever, three minutes, five, you know, just, it was nothing. So in my active addiction brain, it gave me an enormous green light. I got this no big deal. And what a disaster, dude. I mean, just embarrassed myself, embarrassed my family. Um, again, only by the grace of God, those days are behind me, but no, I went on camera and was in no condition to go.
2: Do you think without this moment, you would have, turned your life around and pulled the nose up and all that jazz. Was this a catalyst for change?
3: I think there's a bunch of these moments in, in, in retrospect. Now, look, I'm sitting here with five years of clarity, mm-hmm. so I can kind of look at different things that have happened, but without question, um, and th- you know, as far as making amends, this is something that, you know, Ed Nornholm had to deal with this who wasn't even, you know, he had nothing to do with this, but he had to deal with this situation. Once I got back to Nashville that, you know, I'd gone and represented the company in a very unprofessional manner in so many ways. And so not only did I disgrace my wife and kids and family, but also the company that I was working with. Um, and so, yeah, it's certainly a catalyst, one of several, but, uh, this was probably, you know, the final straw that broke the camel's back was the, I, I guess you could say the, the final public, uh, situation. This is number two. It it, it was a, a bad deal. And in the back, uh, no fit. I was, I was mad at the world, most importantly myself. Uh, but you know, I mean, it was ugly backstage and there was a documentary, uh, there and, look, I could come up with a couple of different incidences, but I'll never forget. Bobby Lashley was in the dressing room, the situation that happened with sexy star and Rosemary. And that was total bullshit. And her either husband or boyfriend, um, you know, it, it was just an ugly scene backstage, but they took advantage of Rosemary. Uh, that girl did. I mean, just the whole, I'll say this leadership, in that dressing room was not Conan was not there and Conan runs a different dressing room, uh, than Vampiro does. It's that simple. That was Vampiro's dressing room.
2: You're not fading hate to Vampiro though. This is on you
3: a thousand percent home me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, I don't know what we can or can't talk about on the TNA side. So let's talk about the, the triple a side, hurt feelings as a result of that. Do you have to, you know, go make amends or what have you on the other side of this?
3: So flew home, you know, as far as that dealt with, uh, the, the Anthem side of it, I'll, I'll say all that. And then the family side of it but probably for sure less than 30 days. I was going to say in less than two weeks, three weeks, while I was in treatment, I got Dorian on the phone and just told him, dude, I owe you the biggest apology and everybody in your organization and everybody that was there that night. I mean, and I meant every word of it and got that. And I told him then I will have an opportunity at some point I hope sooner rather than the later. I had no idea it was going to be how soon it was going to be, but I told him, "Dorian, I owe you a huge apology." No, no, Jeff, I, you know he was very diplomatic about it. You know, kind of, I don't say don't worry about it, but thank you, and let's move on. And I just said, "Hey, I want to be real clear, man. What I did was completely unprofessional. I've worked with your family since '03. Respect everything, and I'm sorry." I was a hundred percent in the wrong, and and that was the phone call. So yeah, there was a big amends. But I won't jump too hard, too far ahead of the story, but uh, but that was definitely made. of, I want to say it was like week two. I'd had a session and some conversations, and I'd wanted to have some conversations with both parents. Uh, obviously Karen, the kids, uh, business, you know, just running the gamut. Uh, but from a business perspective, Doreen was at the very top of the list.
2: What a great success story it is. Uh, you come back just a year later and you unmask to reveal yourself as the new leader of mad MAD and you're in the main event. For the triple a mega title with Ray Wagner and Ray Mysterio jr.
3: As you give this, can you, what's the date on this?
2: Uh, let me look up the exact date, but it's uh 2018.
3: Yep. But I, this is, I want to. You got, you,
2: you're going somewhere. You have a story of yeah. some sort.
3: Yeah. Just, just the, the time frame.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't know the information. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm Googling. I, Cause
3: I think it's Verano I think it's summer of scandal. That show. How's June so, 16th sound? Yeah, close enough. June close 3rd. Enough. June 3rd. Okay. June 3rd of 2018. Yes. The situation we just talked about was August, September, Triple Mania mm-hmm. uh, went into treatment in October, get out in December, January, February. So they had, we had some conversations. Hey, are you interested in coming down? And I just didn't know. I was putting my life back together. So, this is the first week of June. Conan calls me and tells me, Hey, can you be available for uh, Murano? Discount? It's Summer of Scandal. It's one of their five big shows. They got Triple Mania, Ray to Rays. We won't go into that right now, but it's one of their five big ones. Can you be at this show? Like, yeah. Okay. But, and then he called me about, three or four days beforehand, because we had talked roughly that we're going to insert you into an angle. Uh, They got this group faction called mad with killer cross and Hoovy, and he's in it. And, you know, just weaving the storyline, we're going to start something in may, uh, 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 may, but then it, anyway, June, he called me three days, maybe before this Conrad and said, Hey, you are bringing your wrestling stuff, aren't you? And I go, well, I, I wasn't, but yeah, probably was, but I'm not wrestling. I know that I, I I've, I've seen how it's advertised. He goes, make sure you bring your wrestling gear. Okay. So lay out the match again. So here we go. Uh, old arch rivals.
2: You unmasked to reveal yourself as the new leader of this mad group. And you're putting the main event for the AAA mega title with Ray Wagner and Ray Mysterio jr. You win the match. And less than a year after the ugliness, the year prior, not only are you back, now you're only in a big storyline. You're the champ.
3: What a story. You tell me, dude, what a story. Six weeks before this, I was put in the hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, I was like and Conan when we got to the building and again, uh, the the, the Meltzer recap was I was unmasked. So they had done, basically they had done a weekly episodic vignettes, Conrad, of this mask leader that was the Wizard of Oz. He was directing and they did storylines and build up and all this kind of stuff. And they basically say at summer scandal, the leader of mad is going to be there. The leader of mad is going to be there. Leader of mad is going to be there. so when it comes time, I, I just like, Hey, Conan, he goes, yeah, walk all screwed up, walk to the ring. Don't let them know it's you. Cause you're going to, I like had this hood, like, a. I don't want to say anything political here, but it was it not a wrestling mask. It was a, a, a true hood, uh, that, that was uh, like a knapsack covering me. And I kind of limped to the ring and stood up in the ring and they did that. And when I unveiled,
2: it's a, it's a, it's a white mask with like a sewn black mask, mouth crowning and two like blacked out X's
3: over your eyes. When you say mask, it's like a bed sheet. I hate to say it, a pillowcase. It's, it's, it's not really a fancy mask or. A yeah. 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 So, so when I unmasked the people were like, son of a, he was just in the hall of fame last month. Like where in that? I mean, you know, not only was the last time they saw me down there, I was in no condition and then is the hall of fame. And now I'm the leader of this faction that has been terrorizing the entire promotion and Ray Mysterio. They had a date on Ray. Now we're talking about Ray freaking Mysterio and Ray Wagner, huge star. So it's a three-way and the end of the night, they do this again, Conan Conan creative finish. You talk about some heat, Connie. The
2: the only giveaway I would have known is you're still wearing the damn blazer. You got to stop wearing these blazers. (laughs)
3: They're off. I've put them in storage, pal.
2: Good. Yeah. Uh, it's a great story and and a hell of a Jeff Jarrett story. I mean, it is the most Jeff Jarrett story of all time. (laughs) Just when you think you can count him out. Nope. He's coming back a hall of famer and he's going to win the big belt and it's going to take him less than a year. See y'all then, uh, you'd lose the title to current AEW star Phoenix in a four way that also involved Brian cage and rich Swan. And then you lose your hair against Ray Wagner. At, uh, heroes, immortales, uh, 12, another one of their
3: big fives. Yep.
2: So one of their big shows, another big hair payday coming your way. Madison square garden, tripla. Here we go. Have hair. Let's let it go.
3: So in the lead up and Conan kind of laid out after the fact that I won the title, we're doing photos. And I remember looking over at Conan cause that picture still exists. Me killer cross Hoovy. And, uh, Conan, when those pictures would be taken off, I vividly remember looking over at Conan going, dude, you are way too much. He said, just wait. till you see where we're going? I was like, "Whoa!" and Phoenix again, this is 2018 for, you know, he's, he's phenomenal and he's coming up through the ranks and rich Swan, dude. He is unbelievably talented and Brian cage. I think he's just tailor-made. For Lucha Libre, cause he can go and he's super athletic, but he, the way he looks is great anyway, the
2: and the way he moves. I mean, he can do that's that's what that. I'm stuff saying. he's
3: Super athletic, but yeah. so Phoenix is the new champion off and running. I, I'm the one who pitched this. I said, Hey Conan, you know, got a little bucket list. What about a hair match? And he's like, talk to Dorian. That's where dollars get involved. And so me and Dorian had a conversation and Ray Wagner is a guy that I got a ton of respect for. He's a legend, 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 legend. And, um, I remember telling Karen, yep. Me and Doran came to terms. I'm doing a hair match and, um, I'm losing honey. She just looked at me and says, you're doing what? <laughs> so, uh, Yeah. Uh, immortal heroes, heroes, damn Mortalis. But, uh, what a year, 2018 was
2: your final match in triple a would see you team with killer cross and La mascara in a losing effort, uh, to loss Fresas Salva. I don't know how to say that one. I screwed that one up and psycho clown in a steel cage match. So psycho clown got you in the steel cage. I'm sure he whooped your ass one last time.
3: Yes, he did with that belt. It's on YouTube. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i bet you sold it this time. Damn it!
3: Damn right. I did.
2: <laughs> uh, and then after, of course, we know you got hired by WWE. And, uh, then what do you know? You uh, get a chance to take a little breather and somehow you pop back up at WrestleCon earlier this year. WrestleCon has a triple a show and I'll be damned if Jeff Jarrett's not there. How about that?
3: You want this whole episode to come full circle? I'm ready. Uh, you were at. Uh, Russell right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Karen were there. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's with me and Karen? I would assume Cody. Yep. Code dog. So who do you think Cody wanted to go see wrestle psycho clown? Bingo. So is going up and going to the ad-free booth and the my world booth and all this. And, and I, so AAA has a show and, you know, as we walk by there, I'm going to knock on the door and I go in say hello to a bunch of different folks and Conan's there. And we chatted up and he looks up at me and he goes, I got an idea. I said, Oh, do you? And we chuckle. He said, be back here at seven. Okay. And it's on, and we have just seen just the tip of the iceberg of that.
2: Yeah. Uh, triple mania 30 is a multi-show celebration. You and Karen are even going to come out and there's a brawl with Latin lover and vampiro who knows what's next, but we know this triple mania from Mexico city right around the corner. It's going to be on fight. I'm going to be there. I don't know if Jeff's going to be there. I don't know that I should even ask, but you can be there virtually on fight
3: I'm booked elsewhere, my friend,
2: uh, a, a bunch of questions here came in about triple a Josh Rosenbaum coach, Rosie friend of the show says, was there a time in Mexico you did not feel safe inside or outside of the ring because of your in-ring persona
3: inside the ring. I always worried about that stray plastic bottle. With too many rocks in it Mm. that, that, yeah, I mean that, that kind of comes with the territory, uh, concern with that bad every time you go to the ring outside the ring, there were several times when you kind of arrive at the building. And even when you arrive late, you just kind of look around and go, you know, it's really in real safe. It just takes one idiot. Um, but they did a lot of precautions. The police there always really understood. Um, many times I've left the building in diversion, uh, that they looks like we're getting in the car backstage and we're there and they have the stuff and then shut the car up, but we're really not in it. It pulls out. A lot of people go that way and we go another way. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a different culture. So comes with the territory. Here's one, and this is
2: about cultures. Kenneth wants to know, Hey, Jeff, love the podcast. We know the American wrestling audience is rowdy and very vocal. The Japanese wrestling audience is the opposite in that they're quiet and more respectful with soft clapping. How would you say the Mexican wrestling audience differs?
3: You know what? And I have, uh, I've had this conversation a lot and it's, you know, that I'll say this Italians are different than Germans. Germans are different than Swedes. Brits are different than Canadians. Canadians are different than Americans in Mexico as a culture, not just wrestling as a culture. They're very, very passionate about their country, a lot of patriotism uh, about their food, about their emotions. They wear the emotions on the sleeve. They love uh, a, a great novella, just their culture has a lot of passion in it. And so with that passion, <laughs> they bring it to their uh, favorite pastime in America, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Now there's 10 other sports out there and soccer's huge. I mean, here in Nashville, just all that kind of stuff in Mexico, from a cultural perspective, you have soccer and yes, you do have a little baseball and, and Amer- little American football, different sports but lucha libre is culturally generation after generation after generation is right up there at the very top so from a cultural perspective it's bigger than it is in japan or, or the united states that's something that conrad that i think we'll talk about for weeks and months to come from a cultural perspective the us audience in a lot of ways they don't know what they're missing and and i'm i'm happy that we get to do these episodes because the the the, the lucha libre fan base they love a great story. It's not all about flips and flops and all that. There's a lot of storytelling that goes into, and, and the, and the Lucha audience loves it. They absolutely understand. They, they understand when Psycho takes off his belt, he's going to go crazy for a second. Yes, it's showbiz, but man, it's great showbiz.
2: Rory wants to know, do American wrestlers make great heels in Mexico like the Russians did during the Cold War era of wrestling in the United States?
3: It's all Depends to the individual. I loved it. I embraced it. You have other American folks that want to go down there and still believe it's all about the move set, and they are just completely missing the target in Mexico.
2: Uh, Cowboy arrogance says, and and boy, I feel like we're revisiting something here, but this is something that people said. When Sexy Star broke Rosemary's arm in the shoot arm bar, was the post match footage of you that was shown on Impact to shoot or work? You were filmed in a hallway ready to fight and maybe got in Conan's face. I don't think he got in Conan's face, but I think this is the, the show we were talking about a little earlier where things got ugly.
3: That but, I showed Max.
2: My- but there has been a narrative out there that part of your what was presented there was a work. And other people say, no, they're just saying that to cover the tracks, set the record straight once and for all, I guess.
3: It goes without saying, Conrad, that, um, I I am not an expert expert on shoot fighting or submissions or any of that kind of stuff. And I don't want to throw anybody under the bus either, but so I'm just going to say diplomatically, okay. I'm watching the screen and watching the Rosemary sexy star match. And Bobby Lashley is in the room with me. And I looked at that and I went, that's bullshit. And Bobby said a few words. And I said, Bobby, I ain't no expert. But they took liberty. And he, I won't say what he said, but he absolutely said, she absolutely did that. That kind of set me over. You know, I, I, I felt that I was... And I look, I handled it wrong, but my mindset was, she's under my watch, yeah, Rosemary. If I don't say something, who will? That that it's okay. Oh yeah, give him the green light. Just hurt these green goes when he come down here. It's total bullshit. To this day, you can go back and watch. She took liberties with Rosemary. Period.
2: Brad Stanton has a tongue in cheek question. Did you get more heat in Mexico or your match with Ric Flair? Mexico Oh. I don't know <laughs> Yeah, clearly Mexico, right They were throwing people shit in that,
3: My hometown of Nashville people <laughs> turned on me like a I, couldn't I couldn't
2: believe because
3: it I couldn't believe it You you, and your bogus ass bull crap With me getting yeah. out there Playing the violin for a 70 year old man Jeez, I'm kidding Conrad.
2: Uh, Tristan has a, a tongue in cheek question But it is something that I'm sure some of our fans are wondering Have you ever gone one on one with Montezuma or his revenge while in Mexico?
3: Don't jinx me. So far, so good. Bottled water, pal. Bottled just, water.
2: I've never, I mean, listen, I've heard about it, but I've never actually experienced it. But my most recent visit down there, I'm just thinking, nah, that's all just nonsense. But as I come off the plane, as I'm headed to the customs area, there's a giant billboard advertising diarrhea medicine and in giant English letters, diarrhea. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is a no real thing. I swear. It's and funny. I thought, man, if I knew somebody else on this plane, I would say, will you take my picture next to this and send it to my wife? <laughs> um, can, uh, great follow-up question here from Tristan. Can you talk about the difference in working a match in Mexico versus the United States, uh, all the different, uh, psychology approaches and what are some of the things that you would do that would get a lot of heat from the crowd down there? So, We know, you know, you throw in tortillas is one of those things. Are there other little go-tos you have that really work down there? And can you talk about the psychology difference between American wrestling and Lucha Libre?
3: I guess from the casual fan, as far as the physical tagging, when you're in tag matches, uh, the, the physical tag, even a touch tag doesn't always have to happen. But to me, the spontaneity is that how you enunciate pre- that yeah, word it is. in my Hebrew language, um, that is something that it's like it especially I'd love to come up with an example but any young guy, whether it's uh, a, a Mexican or a, 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 an American, I would tell them these people will tell you if you don't listen to the Lucha Libre audience, you're just doing yourself a disservice. You, you, you know, and you can have all the high spots and the flying and this and that, but if you don't kind of let the people get into it and I'm saying they got their horns and they got their chance and they got this and that, but you have to, you gotta be the conductor. Does that make sense? Conrad, you, 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 you gotta kind of conduct things. Um, And sometimes in America, people, it's just a different vibe. So if you have kind of a conductor, the mindset that you're, you're, you're going to do your stuff, but listen to the audience and do it when it's right. But I think that also comes just with time and experience, but, um, also you, you got to bring a fight. It's, you know, their, their, their tempo of their match is they love heat. And then they love comebacks, and they love extended heats, and they love extended comebacks. Again, you got to learn the style. It's it's different than American. It just is.
2: John wants to know how difficult was it to adapt to working on the left in Mexico versus the right in the U.S. I don't think that's the way that goes. But
3: yeah, you work you you work the left in, arm
2: in a, in, in America. America,
3: right? But that's almost passe. That's almost a generation or two removed
2: old school. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I'm excited, man. This was fun. I love, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling well. Uh, sorry about that. Well,
3: he was drag ass a little bit. I felt a little bad for the guy. He got him a little Chick-fil-a and had him a little drink. He was a little slow, but folks, we had fun. That's a good show. You just pulled the nose up. Did fine
2: bound for glory. 2007 is what we're going to yes be sir. talking about next week. And, uh, I think we might actually be doing a little watch along action, doing something a little different here on the show, getting ready for bound for glory, daddy. Uh, I know I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, all of these companies having their big shows this time of year and, uh, Oh seven, man. What a big show it was sting and Kurt angle for the TNA world title. Samoa, Joe working with Christian cage. A Monster's Ball match. Jay Lethal, Christopher Daniels, the Steiner brothers, Team 3D. So much good stuff on this show. We're gonna be talking about it next week. Went down in Duluth, Georgia, at the Gwinnett Center. About four thousand fans there. Pretty good house for TNA. Pretty good time for TNA.
3: What might we be talking about next week? Pac Man. <laughs> no. Um... It'll be a fun episode because 07, the, those, I don't say those building blocks because it was day one building blocks, but there was definitely a noticeable momentum. You just named Kurt Sting in the main event. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. We could go all the way down it, and we'll, we'll have fun diving into it, but a noticeable momentum, uh, taking the pay-per-views on the road, uh, the marketing Uh, that building, um, I love that, but center, um, just far enough out of Atlanta, um, interesting time. I'll just say that interesting time. Like a lot of times are, but uh, it'll be a fun episode. Good show. That was a good show. It was
2: a good show. We're going to talk about it. We're going to watch some of it. We hope you'll watch along with us. We're going to be back talking about some old school TNA. Then we're going to talk about the main event mafia, uh, we got Ring King on deck in early November, but before we get there, I can't believe this is real, but it's on our schedule, Jeff. What's that? A few days before Halloween. Yep. We're talking Dixie Carter. Oh, that'll be clicked and quoted and baited. and. Everywhere. Well, that
3: isn't one of those episodes that you guys have said, Hey Jeff, you got any ideas on a little research, which I've gotten, multiple requests and fulfilled on ring of King. This is one of those episodes that, Hey, uh, <laughs> well, I don't think we can do the
2: whole Dixie story in one show.
3: No way. So Zero fans.
2: we're going to, we're going to start maybe part one of, uh, we'll call the, Dixie part one. the
3: yeah. early years.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know what we're going to call it yet. You and I will record it and you'll say something amazing. And then that's what I'll call it but it'll be the What's start of called? the Dixie Carter story.
3: What's today called
2: how psycho clown, what my ass and I learned to like it.
3: <laughs> you love that story. Don't well, you? well, I, I do love it.
2: Uh, but here's the thing. If I'm honest with you, I, I knew we were going to have to talk about the 2017 show. And I think that a lot of people are really fascinated about that show. And I think it probably does deserve. It's on long form discussion at some point and maybe with other people. If, and when you want to, but I thought this was a nice appetizer and I'd really like to go back and talk about in long form, the hair versus hair, piece of business,
3: good storytelling,
2: your return and winning the world title. And there's so many little episodes that were inside of the show. I think it's one of our most fun episodes in a while.
3: We did a storyline where. The entire arena was chanting brouhaha, which is witch in Spanish. That it, it was an episode, uh, I say this, it was a show, but you get sometimes three, but most of the time two television shows, sometimes four. I don't know how many they get out of it. But Conan, uh, Conan basically had Karen as a thread, and they ended up putting up a witch's hat on her and threw over like a black skirt on her and all this. We didn't even touch any of that. There are some sub-episodes in here. It's good storytelling and so much stories behind the stories. We didn't get into a funny Mickey James Samoa Joe story when they both went down and, um, we all had 5. AM flights. And when you get back to the hotel at midnight, there's no in going to bed. Uh, um, that stuff that they have down there in bottles with worms in it. It's just roll uh, tide. It's roll tide. That's what it is. Yeah. Let's, let's move on pal.
2: We'll be back next week, talking a little TNA from 2007, make plans to join us. And, uh, we're going to get you some info at the start of the show of how you can watch along with us. And, uh, that should be pretty fun. We haven't done a lot of watch alongs of TNA, but next week it goes down right here on my world. Peace.